today on the Bill Kelly Show on AM 900 CHML. In Canada, we've got some concerns here. Now, we've talked about this on Tech Talk, and we've done other segments on the program in the last number of years about access to cable and about uh, we as consumers and what we want to watch from our televisions or our our uh, devices, of course, whatever the case might be. Well, the concern now is uh, that Canada's being left in the dust by the United States when it comes to online streaming services. In the States, they're seeing things like YouTube TV and uh, on-demand TV, movies, and so many other things, Stars, HBO, Hulu, uh, BritBox. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. In Canada, not so much. Are we getting the short end of the stick here? Joining us to talk about this is Greg O'Brien, the editor and publisher of CART.ca, who joins us here in studio. Thanks for coming in today, first of all. Oh, good morning, Bill. Thanks for having me. What, but right off the top, that accusation that we're, we're, we're getting a, a, an inferior product here, do you buy that? Well, we're certainly not getting what uh, they get in the States, that's for sure. Um, you know, we've got an, a limited number of streamers up here. Crave TV is really the biggest one. There are a few others, but they're all really tiny. Uh, Show Me used to be uh, a competitor, but it's yeah, gone. how'd that work out? <laughs> it's gone. Um, but we're, we're, we're a small market. You know, we're 30 million people, 34 million people spread out pretty far and wide. We're the size of California. So when you get those big streamers that you just mentioned, um, we're going to be well down the priority list for them to come here and want to deal with things like foreign exchange and taxes and, you know, doing things in English and French and clearing the copyrights for Canada. It, there's there's a long list of things for them to do before they're able to come here. So there's, there's nobody right there. They're rubbing their hands and saying, boy, I can hardly wait to get into that Canadian market. Well, exactly. And you've got um, our own companies, uh, you know, Bell, Chorus, which owns mm-hmm. CHML, um, you know, and, and Rogers and a few others, uh, Quebec or in Quebec. They own a lot of the content uh, for the Canadian market. They have bought the rights for it. They've spent, you know, hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars to buy content for Canada. So they're the ones in control of the market. So it makes it tough for those streamers to come here and legally have copyright free content. Would would the guys who are already here, the aforementioned uh, bunch that you just mentioned, including our, our parent company here, uh, would they be upset by that? Did they look at that as competition that could be detrimental to them? Because a lot of them are doing pretty well. Yeah, they're they're all doing pretty well, and it it would be competition for them. Let's say you know YouTube were to offer their their basic you know what it is it's basically a cable service. Yeah. If they were to come to to Canada. Um, you know, it could actually be an opportunity for Chorus because Chorus could sell their content to YouTube. Um, you know, for and, and they do sell content to YouTube. They they own uh, Nelvana, which is a, a, an animator, and they sell content all around the world. So it could be an opportunity for Chorus. For companies like uh, you know, say Shaw or Rogers or Bell, it's a bit more complicated because they compete selling their own cable uh, cable TV service. Mm-hmm. You know, Kojiko Cable, Bell Five. They would compete with uh, with them um, on on a you know with the consumer buying that at a, at a retail basis. So in, in circumstances like that, then why why Netflix into Canada then? What did they see as potential here? Well, Netflix wants to go global. Yeah. You know, they're, they're So we're just a stepping stone for them. Yeah. They, we were their, the easiest first step outside of the U.S. because similar market, you know, uh, English, you know, predominantly English speaking, they could make sense of that. And now they've gone all around the world. They're in a hundred and some odd countries now. But they've had to go country by country to buy copyright cleared content for each of that, each, in each country. I would think that's a rather arduous process. It is. It is. And, and that's the reason why Netflix in the U.S. is different than Netflix in Canada. You can get much a much broader sec, uh, section of movies and TV sta- stations or TV shows in the States than you can in Canada because it's owned by different companies up here. So, so are, are these companies that are on Netflix up here, that are controlling the content here on Netflix in Canada, are they restricted by, by government regulations or can, can they access some of that other product that we see down in the States? 
Well, it's not really government regulations. It's just copyright law. Okay. I mean, it's, you know, all around the world, copyright is sold on a geographic basis. So you have to go country by country to buy all of the windows of content um, in each country. So it's not really, you know, it's just, it's just the law. And it's the same, same laws around the world. So if Netflix wants to have a certain show here, um, they have to bid, you know, that they don't make, they have to bid against the likes of Chorus and Rogers and Bell, you know, the primarily the big three. And if they, you know, and they have to buy all of the windows, they have to pay a, a large amount of money to buy the broadcast window and everything else that Chorus and Bell can monetize, but Netflix can't. So it makes it uneconomical to buy, for them to buy all of the content in Canada. So they, they primarily push their own content or movies that just they have because everyone's looking for an exclusive to draw people in to buy from their service. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. And listen to The Bill Kelly Show weekdays from 9 to noon on AM 900 CHML.